Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big, the handsome one that stands right in the middle. That's me. And you're listening to Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. We roll tonight to the guitar fight, and for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! We rock! You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. In what will forever be remembered as the summer where there was no live music, the Music Mania podcast rolls along, and we are so thankful that you are joining us once again. It's Friday, which means it's time for another interview. This week, we're going to be welcomed by Adrian Vandenberg, guitarist extraordinaire. To say Adrian has had an impressive career would be an understatement. Of course, he was a member of Whitesnake for 13 years at the height of their fame. He contributed a solo on their number one hit, Here I Go Again. He spent many years dueling with Steve Vai on guitar and returned for many reunions. He was a part of the supergroup Manic Eden and more recently released a number of albums with Vandenberg's Moon Kings. But Vandenberg, the original brand, is back. He's got a new singer, Ronnie Romero, and they've re-recorded the song Burning Heart from the debut album, and the new album was released back on May 29th. It's called 2020, and I'll tell you what, in a year that's going to be remembered for a lot of craziness in the world, there are not one, but two albums by the name of 2020 that are going to be remembered. Vandenberg's, which is absolutely tremendous, and I hope you go to check it out, VandenbergBand.com, you can go order the album. And I highly recommend that you do that. But not only that, Sons of Apollo, uh, back in January, I guess it was, released their album 2020. So we're going to remember this. We know that Vandenberg definitely had some touring plans that were put on hold because of COVID-19. Obviously, so did every other band out there. But uh, they're going to be doing a European tour, uh, hopefully here in November, December. And then, as Adrian will describe in the interview, hopefully back to the United States next year. And hoping to get some kind of concert next year, certainly as all of them one by one fell by the wayside. And you almost wonder if there was some way to kind of rework this as things begin to open up across the country. Businesses are opening. I mean, you can go get a haircut now. You can go to a bar now. You can peacefully protest or violently protest um, in throngs of hundreds or thousands. But concerts, still a no-go. Maybe just um, kind of too much, too much uncertainty out there to try to make these shows happen, uh, especially given the amount of tickets that have already been sold and you're trying to create some kind of social distancing, rocking environment, and that probably would prove to be too difficult. So, so I guess we are taking the summer of 2020 off from live music, which is unprecedented for me. I have been to at least one concert every summer for the past uh, at least 23 years. So this is definitely a change of pace for me. I'm always out on the road covering shows, doing reviews, doing interviews. 
The interviews, of course, are still happening. Um, a lot of artists are kind of sequestered to their homes. You know, they've released some music such as Adrian Vandenberg has, but we're able to do some interviews and keep things rolling along here on the podcast. We appreciate you hitting that subscribe button and definitely hope that you will subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Again, the website, ignitroentertainment.com, and our old site, musicmaniapodcast.com, also works as well. Hopefully, you will continue checking out uh, both of our websites and on social media, Music Mania Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We got it all. I do have to address this one situation that's occurring because... Uh, over the years, I've been, you know, casual acquaintances with Stevie Rochelle, the lead singer of Tough and the proprietor of Metal Sludge, the website that was really my indoctrination in to a lot of hard rock music that I was not aware of previous. I discovered the site and the gossip board in high school when I was only 15 or 16, and I grew up with 80s rock, hair metal, but it was on that website and on that gossip board that I was really able to delve deep and to learn and to learn about bands that I never would have heard of before in my life. Bands like Taiketo, Lizzie Borden, Lillian Axe, Dirty Looks, Dangerous Toys, and the list goes on. I was absolutely baptized in 80s rock and roll by the Metal Sludge Gossip Board. And it appears that the board is going away. Times change, things happen, uh, whether it be a financial decision, I'm not sure. You know, Stevie's been on this show before. And can't thank him enough for spending time with us uh, doing that. It was about a year ago that he joined us. And I've been on in his corner for sure throughout all this. And I think that he does a great job. Whether it be Singing for Tough, uh, his other band Tales from the Porn. I'm genuinely a fan and I'm genuinely someone that's in the corner of Metal Sludge. And I've been on that website through ups and downs for the better part of, you know, 17, 18 years now. And to see it go, it's very sad for me. I mean, the fact that it kept going as long as it, did is kind of a miracle unto itself and i'm sure all the great posters on metal sludge will find their way into a new forum or a new environment but it just won't be the same um the website as i understand it will continue to, to be there metalsludge.tv for breaking news and gossip but the gossip board in and of itself is so important to me i checked it probably every day of my life for the past 18 years 19 years and to know that it's going to be no more and that collection of posters will kind of be disbanding. It's a tough one. It's like 2020 has already been hard enough. Although, you know, the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I'm here in Kansas City. A big moment for me. And since then, things have been a bit downhill. Hopefully we get to back to some level of normalcy. And guys, we want to keep the interviews rolling out. So anyway, without further ado want to go ahead and take you to the interview I did here this week with none other than guitarist extraordinaire, Adrian Vandenberg. Well, Adrian, how's it going, my friend? Welcome to the Music Mania podcast. It is so great to talk to you this morning. How are you? Doing really great, man. How about yourself? Oh, doing tremendous. It is so great to have you. I'll tell you, this is just a tremendous honor for us. 2020, Adrian, has been kind of a crazy year, but you know what? It also includes your new album, 2020, so it's not all bad. How's everything been going? This It, it came out May 29th. It is amazing. Just kind of take us through this. What? What? Uh, why now? And uh, what's the reception been like so far on this thing? Because for me, uh, high marks for me, uh, it's tremendous. Yeah, thanks, man. It's, um, the, the reception has been amazing. I mean, um, more than I could ever dream you know it's um like like you suggested it's a very weird time to uh, release an album what, what happened was um 
initially when the whole uh, Corona thing broke loose, um, in a, in a, in a knee jerk reflex, you think, oh man, we have to postpone the album. And then, um, we were discussing it with, um, a manager in the record company and we decided, well, everybody is going to postpone their album. So you might as well release it now, you know, because after the summer or, or a little bit later, there's going to be, you know, an incredible pile of albums coming out. So you might as well release it and at least give people some, some music to play to, you know, when they're home because everybody's sitting home basically. And um, it, it's turning out great because um, the reception, like I said, is amazing. And um, it's really inspiring to um, to experience this, you know. It, it's every time when I've been making quite a lot of records over the years and every time it's like you throw a baby into the world and hope that people are being, being nice with the baby, you know. It's just amazing, yeah. Well, I, I'm congratulations on, on this, and this is just uh, a, a very ambitious effort here, and it sounds great. Uh, the record was uh, mixed very well, and we got to talk about uh, your new vocalist, uh, Ronnie Romero, who is just tremendous. I mean, we've uh, heard him with Richie Blackmore's Rainbow before, so we're you know people are familiar with uh, with Ronnie. But just talk about bringing him in, why he was the right fit, and kind of uh, how you thought uh, he did on this, because I think this is a you know, high marks on his vocals. He did a great job here. Oh, yeah. He definitely did. But it was actually a little bit of a interesting story. Um, about five years or six years ago, I read somewhere that Richie Blackmore wanted to do a couple of Rainbow shows and play some of those old tunes, you know, and everybody was kind of shocked because he's been pretty vocal about um, not wanting to do that anymore and just um, focusing on his acoustic stuff. And... Um, uh, so when I read that, I thought, oh man, who's going to sing? Because as you all know, unfortunately, Ronnie James Dio passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, there's not many singers who can pull it off, you know, the, the, uh, those songs from those days. And so I looked on YouTube, and I saw Ronnie Romero sing amazingly well, and I was blown away. So in a spontaneous move, I wrote him an email, and uh, a short one, and said, congratulations with with your job with um, Rainbow, and I wish you lots of success, and hopefully, you know, we shake hands again somewhere on the road. So, and and that was it. And I got a, an instant reply that he, he was very happy to hear from me because uh, he's been following my career and has been a fan and all that stuff. And he said that the reason why he started singing was when a friend of him played uh, the acoustic album that David Coverdale and I did in 1987 called The Starkers in Tokyo, mm -hmm. and um, it was just guitar and vocals. And the funny thing was that initially Ronnie never knew that Brightbank was actually a hard rock band, you know? He, all he knew for about one or two years was that acoustic album. And um, so he was, you know, that's the reason why he started singing, so he was very excited when I approached him um, about six, seven months ago, um, if he would be interested to, to join me and, um, and work together in, in Vandenberg. And, he was very, very enthusiastic. So I flew to Madrid, where I lived at the time, and um, we talked things over a little bit, and I flew back and started writing the songs for this album because I wanted to write them with his voice in mind to get the best out of his amazing capabilities, you know? So it turned out great. I'm very, very, very happy with this album, and um, I just hope we can start touring as, as soon as possible. Yeah, that's. Uh, I wanted to kind of talk about that. Um, what has kind of affected you guys so far? I know you have some dates kind of 
um, starting up here. I think you had one maybe even uh, in, in August in Belgium, but then kind of everything else is, you know, November, December. Uh, what, what, um, has there been a lot of dates affected? And kind of what are you hearing as far as like, hey, was there a, a timetable where we can kind of start booking shows? I mean, this is just so uncertain. I know it's hard to, to make any commitments now, but it's, it's, it's a crazy time, isn't it, for touring? Yeah, it's a very crazy time. Uh, uh, normally, um, we would have been on tour right now. We would have started uh, about a week ago, uh, going through Europe first. Um, of course, that all got uh, rescheduled. Right now, we're planning a European tour in November, December. And then, hopefully, next year, we can, we can finally come to the States. You know, it would be amazing. Yes, definitely holding out hope for that. It's been uh, a long, dry uh, summer with no uh, with no concerts here. It's definitely been different for yeah. for me. It's not. I don't. It's it's strange. It's like having, you know, missing a friend or something because I, you know, I'm at uh, 25, 30, 40 concerts a summer and there's been been nothing. So I'm having to find ways to to you know to spend my time. You know, reorganizing vinyl, watching shows on Netflix. I mean, it's just a different time for me, Adrian. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm adjusting well. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes. Everybody is having serious withdrawals, you know, whether you're a musician or just a concert goer or your crew member or whatever. Everybody is, you know, kind of really uncomfortable because it's such a different summer than, than it's always been. And um, I, I just hope, you know, everybody can go berserk again and, uh, as soon as things are possible again. So it's, there, I always look at positive sides of, of, of negative things that happen and I think you know by the time concerts are possible again that people are gonna appreciate it, uh, appreciate it even more because suddenly it right now it appears that you can't really take anything for granted in life you know it's this weird uh, pandemic across the world kind of shakes everything up so bad uh, whether it's you know business or whether it's your job or whether it's your family or you know, like, I don't know how it is in the States, but right now in Holland, they're left and right. There are some family problems, you know, because the dads and the moms were not used to spending all day together in the house and they get into arguments and stuff, you know, and, uh, and, and, and people want to work and they can't. So they get itchy, you know, so they start doing stuff at the house. And so all the, all the markets where you can buy, your, you know, where you can get your stuff for doing, um, chores at the house, you know, whether inside or outside, they're really, really busy over here because all the men, are, they want to do something, you know? So it's just really weird. And as a musician, I've been touring ever since I was about 16. It's just really weird to have a summer without festivals because it's so much fun always. Oh, you're so right. That's uh, very well said. And there's pro that's probably the reason I'm not married, Adrian. Moments like this probably wouldn't have suited well for me either. Um, but we, I, I, I got to ask you, uh, because you guys did um, a, a, a 2020 version of Burning Heart uh, for this album, of course, from the original, the 1982 yeah. Vanderbilt, Vander, um, Vanderburg album. Um, and it is, it, I, you know, it sounds great with Ronnie on it. We talked about him, but you know, kind of what was the thought process of, uh, of, of re-recording this song? Was it one of those deals like, Hey, like, you know, we'd really like to hear what, how, how Ronnie sounds on it. And it just, it works. I mean, it really works within the confines of this album. It sounds so fresh and new yet, you know, harkens back to, uh, what is a classic from 1982. Yeah, it was, uh, actually originally I didn't mean it to be on the album. What happened was, um, when, um, I, I explained to my management and my record company that I wanted to put 
um, a new band together because with um, I had a band the last five years called Vandenberg's Moon Kings and we did really well in Europe and Japan and it was a lot of fun but the problem was that this, the vocalist could not be away for more than a couple of days from his home because he's got a very big farm and um, so he needs to be there most of the time and uh, that, that started to get frustrating for me because I love playing everywhere you know I want to finally come to the States again and play, you know, and all this stuff. And so when I explained to my manager and my record company that I wanted to put a new band together, he said, well, why don't you call it Vandenberg again? And I said, well, that, that, that feels a little no, too nostalgic for me because I wanted to be, a, you know, I wanted to be an hard-rocking, in-your-face band with the roots in the 70s and the 80s, but sounding like a new band in the 2020s, you know, so... They said, well, think about it, you know, because otherwise you're going to have to come up with yet another name, which I've done a bunch of times um, in the past. And so when I thought a little bit more about it, I um, realized that um, it would be great to have a, like an ass-kicking new band with an amazing vocalist with a fresh new hard rock, classic rock, if you will, um, but sounding like like Zeppelin or Deep Purple would have sounded now, you know, with, with the way you record uh, rock music now. Um, and then suddenly I realized that, that there was a very charming aspect to it, which is like you've got a brand new ethnic band, but with a name that has a heritage. So with Burning Heart wasn't originally meant for the album. And when uh, my management wanted to put out, or my record company actually wanted to put out a press release, uh, my manager said, well, you know, everybody in the grandma put out a press release these, these days. <laughs> it would be a stronger signal if we can put some music with it. So we couldn't because we hadn't been in the studio yet. We went um, um, we went to the studio in December and this was all in August or something or whatever. And suddenly I remembered I had the, uh, the basic tracks, uh, bass and drums recorded with my former band, Brandenburg's Moon Kings. Um, so all I had to do was to fly to Madrid and have Ronnie sing Burning Heart. Um, and basically, you know, to accompany the press release. So it turned out really nice. And um, when the, the, the whole album was finished in early January, um, everybody said, why don't, you, why don't you want to put Burning Heart on the album? I said, well, you know, using the name Vandenberg again and putting Burning Heart on it is going to be feels a little bit too nostalgic for me, you know? And then... I thought about it and I thought, well, on the other hand, you know, it builds a very nice symbolic bridge between Vandenberg 2020 and Vandenberg 1982. Um, and when I heard it in between the other tracks, it sounded, you know, up to date. It didn't really sound um, dusty at all, so to speak. So, yeah, they talked me into it. And I'm, I'm glad I did because it really adds something to the album, you know. It does. It, it definitely does, Adrian, and it's tremendous. A huge fan of the the entire thing. I've got to ask you about your time in White Snake uh, before we let you go, because I'm a huge fan of that era. Of course, you come in and uh, you contributed the solo to "Here I Go Again," uh, but but John Sykes played on all the other lead and rhythm parts on that on the '87 album, and then you co-wrote the album "Slip of the Tongue," and then due to an injury, Steve Vai has to come in to uh, record. What a straight that's kind of an unbelievable story there that a lot of people don't realize that uh, your start there you didn't find you and then finally you get to come back and do the tour with Steve Vai as well. What was it like 
working with another guitarist and also just David Coverdale, who's tremendous. What was it like kind of working with Steve and then uh, just with David in general? Well, that, that was great. That, 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 with David, um, I've, I've had a very close relationship ever since we started working together in the end of 86. Um, initially, with that lineup, we were a duo for a couple of weeks because the rest of the lineup was even together. Um, but uh, for the slip of the tongue, the, yeah, that, that was very, um, very frustrating because I wrote the songs with David together and um, I re was really liked it to sound like this Strandenburg album actually you know guitars in your face and uh, you know pretty st straightforward and um, but when I had an in injury uh, suddenly I, c I couldn't really the mobility of my right wrist was messed up and um, so we were in the studio already recording and I went to see a <clears throat> sorry a physical therapist and then I went to see an acupuncturist I went all over the place and after a couple of days it still hadn't healed, you know, so I called up my dad in Holland and he said, well, I found a clinic over here who specialized in problems with musicians, you know, so maybe it's a good idea to come back to Holland and to get treatment for it, which I did. So we had to uh, bring Steve I in, which was an interesting move, of course, uh, <laughs> though he's a, uh, his style was very different than what Whitesnake was about, but at the same time, it, it was something surprising, you know, for a lot of people. And um, looking back initially, because I had the sound in my head, uh, like the way we recorded the demos, which sounded very close to Vandenberg 2020. And um, then suddenly to hear Steve um, weave his sonic tapestries all over the album was, uh, I had to get used to it for a couple of days. And then I, reali I realized it was very cool too. Once we started touring, Steve and I got 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 on together very very well, and we still do. We're still in contact, and um, uh, we had a blast together. Especially because our styles are so different, you know. Yeah. That we really complement each other. We thought uh, I'm much more of a melodic, straight ahead blues rock player, and Steve is of course Steve, you know. <laughs> so it worked great, and um, even though as frustrating as it was, uh, but you know, shit happens, so to speak. <laughs> Indeed, and it's a, such a revered era of White Snake. Everybody always talks about some of the great musicians. Gosh, from Tommy Aldrich, yourself. Uh, I mean, the the guitarists and Steve and John Sykes. I mean, White Snake and David has always surrounded himself with great musicians, including you. But uh, I tell you what, guys, as we kind of wrap up here uh, with Adrian, definitely want to have everybody go to VanderburgBand.com. VandenbergBand.com. That's where you can get the uh, the albums available, of course, on all the digital platforms. But you can go there and you can get. This um, limited edition CD box with, uh, gosh, it's got all the, it's like a box set. You've got uh, a vinyl available. This thing, you've got a lot of different options here for people. So this product's really cool. Just go to VandenbergBand.com and, and you can get that, right? Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's, uh, it's like a little gift uh, package. When I gave it to my daughter, um, she was really excited because there's like uh, uh, coasters in there and there's like uh, guitar picks in there with, so yeah, it's like a like a Christmas in the middle of summer, basically. <laughs> 
Adrian, that's exactly how I would describe this album. Uh, 2020, it is Christmas here in the summer, and people are going to have some time to really delve into this thing. And then when you guys finally do go on tour, people are going to know this album, they're going to know the music, and I think that'll make it even better for when you get to those audiences because they will be ready for this. That's going to be really exciting. We can't wait to see you guys out on the road, and especially here in America, hopefully next year. Adrian, cannot thank you enough for joining us. It's been a true honor. This album is tremendous, and uh, congratulations on it, my friend. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, I'm all the way in rainy Holland. You're you're all the way in hopefully sunny United States. You bet. (laughs) We've crossed the ocean once again. Always. Adrian, congratulations. Can't wait to see you guys here in America. uh, Best luck going forward. Stay safe and stay healthy, my friend. Thanks, man. You too. Take care. You bet. Thanks. Bye-bye. Big thanks to Adrian for joining us here on the podcast this week. Again, the website is vandenbergband.com you can purchase the new album 2020 some really good tracks on here guys songs like shadows of the night freight train helen high water skyfall which there's a video for shout ride like the wind and of course the re-recorded version of burning heart featuring new singer ronnie romero highly recommend it this is great stuff adrian is just an off the charts guitarist the fact that he and steve vi at one point were dueling guitarists and white snake is insane um, so, of course, he's a part of Whitesnake during kind of the pivotal years in the late 80s for the band, working with David Coverdale for um, 13 years, kind of off and on. Congratulations to Adrian. This is some tremendous stuff, and we have some more tremendous interviews to come this month on into the summer. We're going to keep this rolling, and we can't thank you guys enough for staying here with us on the Music Media Podcast for over five years now. We've been lucky enough to bring you top-notch interviews, and we are lucky to have you guys still hanging with us. So get outside, enjoy the summer, hit the lake, go on a road trip, enjoy some beverages outside with your friends, guys, because that's what we have here in the summer of 2020. We're going to get things back rocking again next summer. I promise you that. Thanks so much for joining us right here on the Music Mania Podcast. Back next week with another interview, which will feature Simon Daniels, the singer from Autograph. <laughs>